This show is a part of the Versus the Universe Network. For more information on Versus the Universe, go to versustheuniverse.com. That's vstheuniverse.com. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Hey everyone, welcome to Digital Dumpster Diving. It's where we dig through digital games and movies trying to find something worth our time and maybe yours. Will we find trash or treasure? Hi everybody, I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Dave Martin. And we are here today to discuss Troll Hunter, the 2010 movie. Oh, so Dave, man, you know, before we even get into the show, we of course have to discuss... Just one of several losses from this year. This this 2016, man, just so much. So many people have been lost this year. But you, uh, you mentioned Troll Hunter 2010. We need a Troll Hunter to off 2016. I think it's time. And thankfully, we don't have much of it left. You know, folks, we're recording this on uh, December 27th. Uh, you're going to be listening to it in a little bit because Dave and I wanted to have something ready for you when we are in uh, Las Vegas for the Consumer Electronics Show. But we were we were both, I think I could speak for both of us when we said we, we were hit kind of hard by the news that Carrie Fisher has passed away today. It's been rough, especially since, I mean, you heard about the heart attack. And then her mom was reporting that she was in stable condition at the hospital. So you were thinking that she's going to pull through. She's going to be okay. You know, it, it was a close call. That is true. And, yeah. And then and then then the news today. Right, right. And it was just so, you know, selfishly, I'll say this, you know, I was pulling for her to at least make it to the new year because as I mentioned before, I mean, we just lost so many wonderful uh talented people this year. People who, you know, it, it seems like we lost them so long ago and, and we lost so many of them that no, they couldn't have all gone in 2016. We're talking about David Bowie. We're talking about Alan Rickman. We're talking about Fife Dog from A Tribe Called Quest, uh, China, Prince, so many different people from so many different mediums. And, you know, no one of them is more important than another uh, in my heart. And, you know, my heart definitely goes out to all their families and friends. Man, Carrie Fisher, you know, I we, we grew up with her, of course. Uh, you, she's Princess Leia. You know, it's a lot of people's first crush, whether it be from, you know, her first appearance in Star Wars A New Hope or, you know, seeing her, uh, of course, homage many times uh, in that gold bikini from Empire Strikes Back. And, <laughs> and I'm sorry. Oh, man. I'm just, yeah, losing my nerd cred here. Uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, man. I, I, I just, I remember her popping up in so many different places, like the Blues Brothers, of course. Uh, the, she just had this shotgun and she had a bad attitude and she just popped up on all these different movies and shows all the time. You know, you talk about digital dumpster diving man some of the stuff that she's been in some would consider trash uh you know i would consider a lot of a treasure drop dead fred i love the heck out of that movie when i was a kid <laughs> um you know hits like when harry met sally she was on that for a hot second uh austin powers she had a scene that just stole the movie for me when she was uh giving dr evil therapy you know um and she of course went through a lot of different um Treatment her treatments herself. She bravely talked about it 
on stage. She she did many uh, live shows where she addressed it directly head on. Um, and she oh. was just very open about her, her, her struggles, uh, her personal struggles. Well, and that's the thing for me that, that endears me even more is because she was the daughter of Debbie Reynolds. So she's the daughter of a star. She becomes a star herself at a very young age of one in one of the most iconic franchises of all time, and also arguably is typecast because of that. Or I can't get away from that role to really further her career. Yeah, and she had, you know, there were some definite low moments in her life, but she fought through a lot of that, and she kept moving forward. She was an example of just keep pushing forward don't hide from your past learn from it move on and just keep pushing i mean yeah it'd be easy just to see her as princess leia it's an iconic role one that you know the whole world kept coming back to and eventually she got the chance to come back as uh as as general leia in the most recent uh star wars uh episode oh my god <laughs> episode seven i get so confused <laughs> with those i apologize um but you know, it, you're looking at her her writing credits. She was a ghostwriter. Um, she wrote an episode of Roseanne. Actually, she uh, you know was kind of a go-to mind in Hollywood for a lot of different projects. She would punch it up a little bit. Um, yeah, so she she just had a brilliant mind, and her her effect will be felt in this world for a long time to come through her work and through her uh, you know her examples. So thank you, Carrie Fisher. And thank you guys for listening to me ramble on about one of my favorite actresses. And uh, yeah, this is, this is a, a tough one, man. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's, it's relevant as well because I mean, I just watched episode seven with my kids. I introduced it to them for the first time. We just came off of Rogue One. And so in a year, episode eight is supposed to come out. I don't know how much of her scenes they've filmed. And I'm kind of wondering I'm hoping all of you who have, those who care about spoilers, have seen Rogue One. I apologize if you haven't. I'm not going to say something huge, but there are some fantastic CGI renders of people who were not acting in the movie. And I'm not going to elaborate on it more than that for those of you who are worried about the spoilers, but there is some phenomenal CGI. And I'm a little bit torn... Because I'm I'm a selfish person. I want episode eight to be wonderful. I want I don't want them to have to change it. But at the same time, I don't know how I feel about them CGIing her so soon after she passed. Well, I tell you what, I'm I'm I was glad to read that it's an uncomfortable thing to talk about this soon. But a lot of fans did have this on their mind, and that is the fact that she managed to film all of her scenes. Uh, she wrapped filming on episode eight. So all the part, all the portions of the movie that we're going to feature Princess Leia already in the can. Anything else, you know, in, in in movies like this, sometimes they do have to reshoot. But I'm sure they can work with the footage that they have. Uh, you know, Lucasfilm is very respectful of their subject matter when it comes to uh, parties that have passed away, as you saw in uh, Rogue One, and to just the legacy of their their characters as well so you know i I trust that they're going to do the right thing dave you with me yeah i'm just it's such a downer oh i'm sorry (laughs) really no no i mean it's unpleasant to talk about and i'm sure it's unpleasant to hear but at the same time it's it's important even though none of us personally knew here she was a part of our lives definitely and sometimes we just even though it's unpleasant sometimes we just need to be able to touch on that a little bit and and notice that i mean 
and give it the proper credit and recognition. Um, because- and speaking of that, I, I don't, I don't want to keep it her effect uh, just by saying, "Oh yeah, it was a lot of guys' first crush" or anything like that. I mean, that is the case, definitely. However, um, I know for a lot of uh, the women in my life that was their first role model too, just to see that a princess wasn't necessarily just someone sitting in a castle waiting to be saved. She can pick up a blaster and fight right alongside the boys and really get her, her hands dirty and save herself as well as the rest of the galaxy. So, you know, that was a stunning example of girl power and, you know, just be spearheaded a movement. You know, and and there aren't a lot of good examples of that. You know, even within Star Wars, there aren't a lot of examples. But she was a fantastic one. True, true. All right. Well, as as much as it pains me, we do need to get into our episode proper. So let's talk a little bit about this. The matter at hand, as I said before, Troll Hunter, twenty ten. Uh, we're talking about this. I don't know what you would call like a, a horror film. Uh, definitely a found footage film, and we'll get into that a little bit more. But the crux of troll hunter is and this of course is our our spoiler free portion of the show here uh, a group of students investigate a series of mysterious bear killings but learn that there are much more dangerous things going on they start to follow a mysterious hunter learning that he is actually a troll hunter this is directed by andre overdahl and stars a lot of people who I personally have not heard of before and whose names I do not want to butcher. So that information is available to you on IMDb if you'd like to look it up. Yes, it is. I, <laughs> I, su- I suppose, I mean, the guy who played the troll hunter did the voice of one of the characters in the Norwegian version of Ice Age. Oh, you're busting out the trivia on me already. I like it. <laughs> but but aside from that, yeah, there's not a whole lot going on. Not a lot, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So as I sent as I sent to you in the message yesterday, I think this is the first subtitled found footage horror film I've ever seen. Again, I'm not sure I would classify this as horror either, but yeah. Either way, it's still the first one of its genre that I've seen. I think it's the only one of its genre, but of course, <laughs> folks, you can Feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, you can tweet us at the3dcast and at all those other various social media platforms of your choosing, just looking for digital dumpster diving. will pop right up. Once you see Dave and I's pixelated smiles there, you know you're in the right place. So, yeah, this is your chance. Let us know if we're wrong, folks. So, indeed, you know, uh, this, is, this has been kind of a running theme for at least among things I've noticed. The cinematography I generally thought was really good here. There are some beautiful vistas. It looked fairly professionally shot, which is impressive given that it's a found footage film. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of good things to say here. Help me out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, unfortunately, I can't help you with that, but I will (laughs) help us along to the rating scale. So I'm going to take this opportunity, folks, to introduce you to our rating scale. Toxic sludge being the worst, the bottom of the barrel. You wouldn't feed this to your worst enemy. Or maybe you would. Hazardous. Kind of want to avoid this at all costs, but if you're feeling brave, you might want to tackle it. Reusable. Overall, there's, you know, good movie. A few things wrong with it. Maybe a lot of things wrong with it. But it's got a special place in your heart. And then, of course, Treasure. By all means, this is something that you want to share with the world. This can be that thing that you found that nobody's ever heard of before. I want to tell you about it right here on Digital Dumpster Diving. Cheap pop. Circa Mick Foley. Um, yeah, so, Dave, 
Now that I've explained the rating scale, what did you think about Troll Hunter? Or does it fall on the spectrum, sir? See, now, now this is not fair, because last week, last time, I went out on a limb and I gave it a rating and I said that this is not going to earn treasure. Then it earned a treasure for you. But I'm going to do it anyway. Okay. Um, so, so uh, again, cinematography, I thought, was really good for this, especially for a found footage film. Um, there are some really beautiful vistas. It worked well for what it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I can't really rate the acting because most of it was in, again, I think that was Norwegian. Yes, it was. <laughs> um, <laughs> it seemed fair enough, but I don't really want, I'm just I'm just not going to try to make people think there's anything worth seeing in this. I'm just going to go straight ahead and say, I'm giving this a toxic sludge. Wow. I'm just going straight there, toxic sludge. Straight to the bottom. Straight okay. to the bottom. I All mean, right. this was... Uh, I, I'm not going to get into any spoilers yet, but I, while we were watching this, I was watching this with Marcy, um, <laughs> and I'm about maybe halfway through, and I'm super patient. Yeah, I can I can watch just about anything and be okay with it. I was seriously like, I got to turn this off. I got to stop. And the only reason that I didn't was because of you, dear listeners. Know that I love you. Aww. I took one for the team. It's Toxic Sludge. Don't watch it. <laughs> team DDD. I agree, sir. You know what? I actually mirrored that same situation because, full disclosure, I started to watch this movie maybe two or three years ago. <laughs> and I'm, you know, as we were kind of like mulling over what to watch and, you know, our, our good friend, uh, I would say friend of the show, but we'll wait till the end to decide if that's the truth or not. Mr. Christopher Martinez, Chicago's own Chris Martinez, um, he recommended Troll Hunter. And I'm like, that kind of sounds familiar. I feel like I tried that one already. Lo and behold, I did try it. And I did not make it through that first time. <laughs> I didn't make it through the second time either. I actually had to do the same thing you did. We got to like the halfway point of the movie, kind of like in the lull. There was a lot of lull there. And we just like, okay, we got to go to bed. This is this is just putting me to sleep. So, <laughs> yes, again, dear listeners, we did this for you. I'm I'm tempted to to dip a toe in toxic sludge, but I tell you, I I like how ambitious it was. At least the fact that it's a found footage film, and we have a lot of effects going on here. I don't know, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with hazardous. I'm gonna go with hazardous because I, I feel like. It actually had a couple of things going for it that I enjoyed, which we'll get into in the spoilery portion. But yeah, it, overall, it was just kind of eh. <sighs> Dear listener, I would say that if you're planning on watching it, um, that this is the point where you should pause our podcast. <laughs> but, you know, maybe it's just me. I, w I don't want that on my hands. I don't, I don't want you watching this on my head. So I am washing my hands <laughs> symbolically. I probably should be literally... Don't pause the show, just keep on listening. <laughs> and here we go. Here we go. So, let's talk about the whole found footage aspect of this film. First and foremost, okay, we know the plot. We know what's going to happen. Um, basically, you know, these kids and everything, they're, they're going out there. They're filming some type of... Uh, and, and by kids, they're supposed to be college age. They're supposed to be filming this for their university. Yeah, yeah, um, thank you, yes. Yes, so that, that kind of gives you an idea of the age they're at. Um, and they there were rumors of a bear poacher, and they're basically trying to get something for one of their classes. And hijinks ensue. Hijinks ensue. Unfortunately, those hijinks weren't the most entertaining of hijinks. 
so yeah, Dave, when we talk about found footage, I know our listeners already know what that is, but we're talking about movies that were popularized, I would say definitely by the Blair Witch Project. Um, and of course, after that, we have other films that really put their mark on the found footage genre as well. Uh, Paranormal Activity. That was a movie that was enjoyed by many. I enjoyed Cloverfield. Cloverfield. I enjoyed that one. That wasn't the most popular, but I dug it. And I dug it for the same reason that, uh, you know, I wish that I would have enjoyed Troll Hunter. And that's because it was a, a found footage movie that centered on an overall, like, monster threat. Uh, back in 2010 when Troll Hunter was released, and, and I'm not sure when it came out, but when uh, Cloverfield was released as well, uh, we didn't have the big kaiju movies coming out in the States. We didn't have the new Godzilla film that kind of reignited that spark. So this was all that we could get. And I feel like if if I watched Troll Hunter um, back when it came out, I would have enjoyed it a little bit more. Okay. I'll try not to judge you for that. <laughs> <laughs> silently judging me <laughs> from across the city i get you man um <laughs> quick shout out to cloverfield uh 10 cloverfield lane came out this year dope movie had very little to do with the original if you didn't like the original you'll dig it if you like the original you'll like this too anyway moving on you know and and, yeah. and going into that one of the things i'll say um sort of hitting on both Cloverfield and this, one of the things that I that worked for Cloverfield is you had the monster stuff going on, mm-hmm. but you had a lot of the interpersonal relationship stuff to fill it out between the monster parts. There was none of that here. I mean, there were people, but the only interpersonal conflict or, or um, fondness or friendship or anything, uh, there was a conflict between the troll hunter and the government. Yeah. But th- that was relatively low-key, and so there was basically, in the spaces where there's no trolls, there's nothing. So, yep. yeah. Yep. I, yep. I would recommend Cloverfield for found footage, definitely. <laughs> Alright, so we're, we're already on that part of the show, folks. You know, a couple episodes back we resolved that if we both really didn't like the movie that we were uh, talking to you folks about, that we would recommend some alternatives. Definitely Cloverfield uh, scratches that itch. If it's, if it's found footage you're looking for, but not necessarily a monster film per se, I would also recommend um, Chronicle, which came out a few years back. Josh Trank, who completely crashed and burned the Fantastic Four franchise reboot, uh, <laughs> and Max Landis, who was a nut job, but a well-meaning nut job. Uh, they teamed up to create this film. It's pretty great. It introduced a lot of folks to Michael B. Jordan. Check that out. Troll Hunter, not really worth your time too much. But, uh, <laughs> you know, if, if you're a completist and you need to see every found footage movie out there, or if you really like trolls, check it out. You know, something I thought that was neat about this, Dave, that you may not know this about me, but I'm addicted to uh, a little game called Skyrim. Okay. I, I, I've never heard you mention that before. Really? Wow. Okay. All <laughs> no, right. I'm lying. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody who's ever listened to any podcast I've been on, mostly GCPD, <laughs> you've heard me talk about Skyrim. It is the inspiration and reason for many delays with GCPD. Anyway, back to the point. <laughs> um, Skyrim was uh, basically created in, uh, you know, it was it was steeped in Nordic culture. So a lot of the uh, accents and a lot of the uh, the mythological beasts that they reference in Troll Hunter, particularly the trolls are present in Skyrim. So 
watching this movie the entire time, I'm thinking about how much I'd rather be playing Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, with the special edition just out with all these wonderful mods that you can play around with, yeah, man, it, it's it's prime time to play Skyrim again. So while I'm recording this episode with you, my wife also got the itch and she's playing Skyrim herself. So yeah, yeah. This is why we're married. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. Well, you know, you were mentioning some other found footage films, and you also mentioned a game that might be preferable to this. Um, I would say you cover the found footage movies. I would say there's a at least last time I checked, there were a lot of Godzilla movies on available on Netflix. Yes, yes, um, indeed. Last time I checked, there were some other pretty good monster movies on Amazon as well. But I know Netflix had several Godzilla movies. You know, it's hard to beat a Godzilla movie as, for a monster movie. It's even the ones that are bad. They're so bad. They're good. It's great. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, folks, I, I do apologize. I know that it almost seems like we're doing a disservice here. Troll Hunter um, was pretty well regarded. Just looking on IMDb, uh, it got like a seven. Yeah, it got like seven out of ten stars. A lot of people dug this movie. Um for some reason, you and I just could not get on board with it. So I'm putting a plea out there now. For those that did enjoy Troll Hunter, the 2010 found footage movie. I'm just padding for time now. I'm sorry. I'll stop <laughs> rambling. For those who did enjoy Troll Hunter, tweet us at the 3D cast. Let us know why we're the wrongest of wrong for disliking it so much. Or just, you know, give us some trivia, point some stuff out that we may have missed about it that will help us to enjoy it more. Um, now, and to that regard, I did actually text message my buddy Chris, who uh, who recommended this to us. And I'm like, man, just give me some trivia about this, something that made you like it. And unfortunately, the trivia is not that positive for this movie <laughs> either. Um, go, even going on IMDb, you know, they, they tell you, all right, uh, a lot of these characters were portrayed by uh, Norwegian comedians. Otto Jesperson being the main, well, the, the main troll hunter guy. Uh, unfortunately, he, um, he's, a, he's a comedian. But a lot of his material is anti-Semitic, so I not recommend going to look that up if you're curious. So yeah, good advice. I'll take a pass on yeah. that. Yeah. So if you're wondering something that can be actually worse than this movie, right there, Otto Jesperson's stand-up <laughs> comedy. So yeah, that's that's a that's a silver lining. Troll Hunter's not the worst thing in the world. That comedian is, <laughs> at least his material anyway. So yeah, I mean, like I said, folks, if there's anything about this film that you really dug, um. Let us know. Well, Dave, let me ask you this. What did you think about the actual like design of the trolls themselves? What did you think of the way that they were portrayed? Um, it's hard to say. Well, there there were different trolls. And and throughout the movie, they explained that there there's mountain trolls and then there's forest trolls or woodland trolls. Um, and with there's there's multiple variations. I thought some looked better than others. Um, the very first troll we were introduced to was kind of bad, and maybe that set a low bar for the rest of them, that some of them I thought looked better. Some of them looked kind of like the big nose furry Fraggle Rock characters. <laughs> no! Straight up, that's exactly what he said. That it looked like the, uh, the, the big dudes from Fraggle Rock. <laughs> Something else I'd rather be watching. Exactly! <laughs> um, but, you know, I thought, it, it, it's kind of hard to say, because uh, there there are the big budget movies which this clearly wasn't mm -hmm. 
And given that, I thought they did really well with them. I'm not saying they looked great, but given the budget and the type of movie this was, the trolls look pretty good. Yeah, there were some ideas here, um, like the the idea that when the trolls are uh, defeated, that they turn into stone. And if they're those huge ones, they f- they pretty much crumble underneath their own weight once they die. I thought that was a cool idea to even explain the, the fact that no one has ever really found a troll body or anything like that in the wild. Um, well, part of it was also he had he destroyed one of them, but yeah, another one crumbled. Um, it, it felt a lot like a documentary, and it was kind of cool the way they went with like like you said, it was cool how they explained some of that, and they explained medically speaking how it would happen. And I thought, well, that's actually kind of cool that they put the thought in, and it works. Um, because uh, spoiler for those of you who don't know, in real life, um, sunlight actually helps promote vitamin D within people. Vitamin D is related to calcium, and they tied it in with a movie that the the light causes calcification. Yes, within the trolls, and I, I thought that was really cool that they went there because you know it's a scientific explanation for something that's otherwise absurd. Yeah, yeah, that is true. So yeah, he defeated the the trolls with vitamins, basically. So, <laughs> kids, if you don't want to become trolls, take your vitamins. Either that, or my mom has been trying to kill me all this time. <laughs> She's just trying to make sure, man. She's just like, I don't know. <laughs> no, moms across the world just try to do the troll test on their kids just to make sure. You never know. Between giving me the vitamins and sending me outside to play. Dang it, she was trying to kill me. Yeah, man. 10 million strong and growing, those Flintstones kids. <laughs> That's how they get you. <laughs> so, hey, look at that. We actually did manage to say some positive things about Troll Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, it did uh, did feel like a, like a pretty good documentary, sort of. I mean... That's what the kids were going for. The Given the fact that it wasn't about something real, but had kind of the pace of a documentary, was hard for me. Yeah. I, I can watch just about any documentary, but it wasn't about anything real. And so it was, it was hard to, oh, this is interesting learning about. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. That's just troll pee. Why <laughs> is it sticky? You're not explaining why it's sticky. It's boring. <laughs> yep. Well, there we go, man. Hit, hit, hit me with your favorite recent documentary that you've seen. See, I don't know. Marcy just watches stuff on Netflix, and I get in halfway when it's halfway over. I am excited for the new uh, David Richard which Richard Attenborough, oh. whichever one wasn't the one in Jurassic Park, the, the brother who wasn't <laughs> in Jurassic Park who made Planet Earth. I am excited about his new updated version with all the 4K filming. Yeah, man. You know, I really dug. Um... A documentary I saw on Netflix called Zero Dreams of Sushi. Have you seen that one? I have not seen that one. Yeah, I mean, I really did not think I could care less about how sushi is made and all the care and everything that goes into it. But it followed this 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 one Japanese man who's so passionate about sushi that he has to serve it a specific way. And it's just such just a, a, a touching slice of life, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, about him and his his family and the legacy and what part sushi plays in that and it's just 
it's brilliant. It's a brilliant documentary. It's well shot. It's well uh, produced. And I, I recommend that to anybody. Whether you're looking for something to like cleanse Troll Hunter out of your system or not, <laughs> I think everybody owes it to themselves to watch this doc. Well, you'll have to send me a link to that after the show, and we'll put it in our show notes. For sure. For sure, man. Yeah. Okay, so at the end, um, a scene that made very, very little sense to me. It was trying to be extremely dramatic. Right. And this troll hunter, who is, by the way, the only troll hunter in the country, um, he's paid for, he's paid by the government, but he's not paid enough, so he's unhappy with them. Anyway, he goes off to kill this gigantic troll. Yes. Which has been causing problems because it's scaring all the smaller trolls out of their area. And he's been hitting it with a high power beam and it's still alive and he goes in to get the final kill and he basically sets it up as if he's going to die mm-hmm. and goes off and fights the troll and lo and behold, he doesn't die. I mean, you see the troll die and collapse and shatter and then he's walking back mm-hmm. and then he kind of disappears. I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah, that whole overarching government subplot of being behind the cover-up and being the ones who hired our troll hunter in the first place, it it really just seemed unnecessary almost. Well, and it was, I mean, that was one of the things that bothered me about the end because their government contact had been presented as inept incompetent, weak. He kept telling the kids that he was going to destroy their footage, but never took their camera away or their footage. He never did anything. He was inept this whole time. Yeah. He seemed completely toothless. (laughs) And and then he's coming up. They should be glad to see him because they're, they're in this extremely isolated, freezing area. And here's someone coming to rescue them. And instead, they run because, oh, he's been worthless, incompetent, do-nothing guy this entire time. But apparently now he's going to kill us. Right, right. It, it seemed really strange for them to be scared of him then. And then to, to kind of put the cherry on top, what was supposed to be like this big reveal. And this is when it really struck home to me that the movie was not made for us, the U.S. audience. <laughs> it was like, oh, man... He's at a press conference with, uh, you know, Norwegian Prime Minister Jan Stoltenberg. Oh, no, that's that's really bad or good, I guess. <laughs> but he's just sitting there with just this look on his face like, oh, man, I hope they don't find out about the trolls. And that was it. That was the end. That was it. Thanks for watching. <laughs> <laughs> It was like Metal Gear Solid 2 if they just fast-forwarded past all the important stuff that you needed to know for that to be, you know, shocking. But, yeah. Jan Jan Stoltenberg. Jan. Jan. Yes. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You you know, I I don't know what else to say about this movie. I know what to say about it. Let's never watch it again. Amen to that, sir. (laughs) Preach on. So, folks, we have dived in the digital dumpster, and we have come out empty-handed. But no, we come to deliver a message to you. And that message is, if you haven't watched Troll Hunter, it hasn't aged well. Skip it. (laughs) You know, and uh, every other movie or game we've gone through, we've been able to point out, if you are this type of person, or if you are in this type of situation, you can enjoy it. I just can't see it here. Clearly, people have enjoyed it. Yeah. I don't even know how. 
And that's why I want those people to reach out to us. Let us know, please. I, I want to find something to just go, okay, I was completely wrong about this movie. I will give a full retraction on the next episode if somebody can convince me that this movie is of high, of high quality. Gauntlet has been thrown. The gauntlet has been thrown. <laughs> and and you know Matt as I mentioned before if you have if you've done something to Chris to upset him that he made this recommendation send him a fruit basket <laughs> apologize whatever you need to do to get him back in your good graces because whatever you did it's hurting me too I got to okay. I got to send him like some wrestling figures or some gear <laughs> for his next match or something I don't know <laughs> uh <laughs> Sorry, man. So I'm slightly afraid, but the next recommendation is, I don't know if it's pronounced ARC or A-R-Q, but it's spelled A-R-Q, all capital letters. Um, it may be ARC. It's available on Netflix. It is also a recommendation. Caitlin Rosberg recommended yes. this one. Good friend of mine. Lover. Now, don't let this affect your viewpoint, your your your. Uh, <laughs> Your hopefulness. I can't think of the word now because Troll Hunter is scrubbing my brain. Um, don't let this affect your optimism. Yes, that's it. Don't let this affect your optimism, sir, about ARQ. But she loves Yellow Starburst. I just want to throw that out there. But <laughs> also, Caitlin Rosberg is a wonderful person. She's a comic book fan. She's a big proponent of War Machine, and she'll be happy to discuss with you at length at any time. She is a writer for the AV Club and Paste Magazine. She's also on the board of organizers uh, for the Chicago Nerd Social Club. So she puts out all kind of hot jams around the Chicago area for you all to get involved with. That's right. I'm calling them hot jams this year. <laughs> Good thing well, this year's almost over. <laughs> yes, it is. And, you know, roadie all day, every day. But I got to say... Caitlin, if you're listening to this, and you should be, you need to start your podcast, Unpopular Opinions. Yes. Now, I co-sign that 100%. It needs to happen. Yes. If you want it to be a spinoff of Digital Dumpster Diving, we'll be happy to have you on. So, you know, that invitation is open. It is. Come on through. I would even be willing to, if, if you just don't want to edit stuff i'd be willing to uh, to edit some of your episodes for you so that you could just get it on the air he makes me sound competent every week so you know hey well that's not a good thing because you're stellar <laughs> making you sound competent is like three steps down <laughs> see this is this is why i'm glad this is why i'm glad i'm partnered up with david martin ladies and gentlemen <laughs> so yes we want you to watch arq with us uh so we can talk about it next episode yeah i'm looking forward to this one man i need something good to like cleanse the palate man this is this is the fifth episode and we need something that just knocks it out the park last week i was punch drunk so i gave a you know a very good review this was hard story so we need something to just be like yes this is quality on every level so arq bring it and after that we also you know if you have any good games on steam uh throw those at us as well or other platforms for free games and uh it's got to be better than this right yeah yeah that that might just be our catchphrase from now on <laughs> i was just about to recommend that <laughs> so let's let's try it out ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening to digital dumpster diving i'm matt peters and i'm dave martin and it's got to be better than this, right? <laughs> Thanks for joining good. us, everybody. <laughs> Take care, guys. <laughs>